Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivyandtracy.com and it's sextalk, S-E-X-T-O-K to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website. Listen up, send it to friends and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How's everything going? Very well, thank you. I hope it's going well your end. Every time, I, every time we get on air... I have a look at your little background and see which house you're in. Which house are you in? (laughs) (laughs) I am predictably always in the same house, by the way. Oh, you know. (laughs) I know, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Yes, I'm back on the East Coast, so that's fun. I had such a nice summer time in LA. That was amazing. But yes, back here, getting ready for school soon. So anyway. All right, okay. It's like winter here in London, so very depressing. Anyway, never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Okay, so we have three great questions today, and I'm going to jump right in. My Okay, the first question. My wife of 35 years has just reached her 60th birthday, and she has come through the menopause in style. She has just had her first tattoo and wants to be more wild in all aspects of life, including sex. She wants to do fun things, be a bit rebellious, and take more risks. I sense this is also in part a reaction to the pandemic. We both caught COVID, but we're okay. While I'm excited, I am a bit worried too. I asked her what this might mean in the bedroom, and she told me to come up with some wild ideas. I am a bit out of my depth and don't know what to suggest, though I do have a wild side in me too. I am also not sure I can be wild enough for her. <laughs> question, right? Good question. Thank you, whoever sent this a, in. That was a good yeah, one. I thought it was a great question. Now, as you know, I researched a lot about women post-50 for my book, Great Sex Starts at 50. And women did definitely fall into two camps. The women who were more than happy to kiss goodbye to sex and women who got to 50 or 60 and were like, right, bring it on. I want to do everything that I haven't done. So the midlife wanderlust thing is, is a definite thing that's going on. And I also think that things like COVID and milestone birthdays do make you go, you know what, sod it. I'm just going to do everything that I really want to do. So I'm sure there's a bit of that going on. But it is a bit scary when your partner says things like that. But you, of course you can rise to the challenge. Of course you can be wild enough. Because when most people say, I want to be wilder, I want to be more adventurous, what they really nearly always are saying is that they just want something new. And also the wild phase, most people don't have wild sex. Yeah, lots of people say, you know what, let's just have wild sex. And their partners go, oh my God, this means from now until we're 90, we're going to be having wild sex. No, it just means they want a little bit of wild sex. And then she might only want to do wild things once a year or once every six months or something like that. So don't feel like this is your lot and you're going to have to be spending all your time coming up with new ideas. 
But so what I would start with is now I presumed a certain level of I, I presume that you're not particularly out there and you're quite like the average couple. So I would start with something like sharing some fantasies. So come up with some scenarios that you think would appeal to her, make her the star of the show and you won't go too far wrong and then tell her about them as you're having sex. Now, if you're worried that she's going to go, that's fantastic, I would love to sleep with 12 strippers at once, don't come, up, don't come up with something that you wouldn't like to take through to reality. So make sure it's something that you don't mind her grabbing onto. Now, this I thought was a particularly good idea of mine. Have you heard of electrostimulation, Zibi? No. Do you think I have? <laughs> I don't, I, no, I, I missed that one. Okay, Go on. All right. So what this is, it's a way of stimulating our erogenous zones through using a very safe amount of an electrical current. So basically, you're putting an electrical current through your body to get pleasure. And the human body is an amazing conductive thing because it's full of water and water conducts energy and, and electricity and all that lot. Now, it sounds really weird. And it is a bit. But so what you do is you get these toys, you have to buy these toys and you put, you either use the end of the toy, you put conductive pads over maybe on some on your nipples, some on your genitals, wherever you want to feel this thrill. Then you turn on the toy and it delivers a tiny electric shock. She's oh my gosh. Shaking her head. I, I'm like, really? Okay. Is this what yes. this couple needs, you think? <laughs> well, no, it might be exactly. So what it does it either produces a mild sort of tingle or a, or a mild shock, or it can make you, it can sort of deliver this strong pulsating feeling that makes your muscles contract. Now, I was with you and like, oh my God, this sounds so weird. And I had to try some out for a story. And you get them all out of the packet. They're quite high. You have to put in a bit of effort to use them at the beginning. But I made my husband try them because I was too scared. And I put the pads on his nipples and he was like, this is amazing. This is so funny. And he loved it. And then I tried the vibrator thing, very nervous. And I thought it was was one of the most unusual sensations I've ever felt. And I thought this is something she's bound not to have heard of. All it requires is a little, you know, just a, a little bit of investment. They're not too expensive anymore. And it's something really new that you could try. There you go. So that's one thing. Bondage and power games are another obvious one. But, I mean, she will be, she'll be expecting you to say They may be obvious to you. They may not be obvious to this couple. I'm just saying. That's true. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, is, go, ahead. But, go ahead. But tying up, if you say to a couple, try something new, they invariably come up with tying each other up. Okay. Right? Most of them do. So, so but. Don't just tie her up. Flip the flip the role dynamics, the power dynamics. So she's always the boss in bed. You become the boss in bed and let her be subservient. She's the one that has to just take instead of giving. If it's the other way around, swap it that way. And that really does do a lot to couples in bed. It just because it's completely the reverse of what you're used to. It really does work. And while you're doing that, you might want to add in a bit of spanking because spanking is something else that really does. Couples talk about it, but often don't do it. And it's quite an interesting thing to experiment with. So you could you could put her over your knee or you could tie her up, lay her face down on the bed, and then you produce your piece de resistance, which is a riding crop that you bought from an online store. Now, riding crops look the part. <laughs> so they make it. There's a rush on, on riding crops. These poor little girls who are trying to ride their horses all of a sudden, no. they can't find any crops. You don't buy them from a horse shop. You buy them from a sex shop. <laughs> oh, my that, God. Like, go on to, like, you know, horse whatever. Pony Club Weekly. No. Oh. Go on to... <laughs> 
Go on to sex shop and look okay, up. Okay. Look up. <laughs> spanking tools oh my god you crap me up that's hilarious anyway riding crops look the part they make a swish good swishing noise but they don't actually hurt on impact that's going to make me laugh for the rest of the week i tell you god now that might be enough but if she wants to step it up even further you might consider and this is if you want to go quite out there you might consider visiting a sex club now if you wanted to go down this road, look up, type in sex club. There are a million sex clubs for every taste. And I would strongly, strongly suggest that you go and watch and don't participate because for most couples, this is more than enough to fuel the you know fantasies for X number of sex sessions afterwards. So just contact the club first and say, look, is it okay if we come along and we watch but don't participate? You know, depending on the club, lots of the people who go to these clubs love being looked at. They're quite exhibitionistic. So you'll be fine with that. Now, if she wants to take it even further than that, and bring other bodies into the bed, like threesome, swinging, etc. that's when you get into very high-risk couple activity. So if she wants to take it to that level, write to us again, and we will have another little chat about where you're going to take it. But I'm guessing that for most couples, this would probably be further enough. But yes, if she does want to take it further, I'll certainly talk about that next time. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next question. We're a busy couple and hardly ever have time for sex. So find ourselves having lots of quickies. Is that a bad thing? How can we make them more rewarding? We invariably end up doing it from behind and that's about it. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm still back at the pony club thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now, quick sex is better than no sex, right? It absolutely is. And if that's the habit you're into and that's all you can conjure up at the moment, then stick to it. In fact, there was one survey that showed that couples who have lots of quickies actually cuddle, kiss and hold hands more than couples who have less frequent sex but longer sessions. So I'm a big fan of quickies for that reason. How, how are we defining really quickie? What, what counts as a quickie? I'm just wondering. I would say five to ten minutes. Probably it's quick. five to seven minutes. Yeah, it's quick. Okay. So, I mean. What, what, all right, so long. If you're okay. hard-pressed to get it, I mean, and it's a real quickie if you can manage it in three minutes. That's probably not going to be very rewarding at all. So I'd say most couples, five to ten minutes. Ten minutes, though, you're quite right. It's borderline. A lot of couples' sex sessions last ten minutes. 
So I would say a quickie is three to four to five minutes. No. Is that the whole thing or is that just the actual sex part? The whole thing. Naughty. (laughs) How many times do I have to tell you? The sex part is not right. You mean is that intercourse is what you mean? (laughs) Not the sex part. I'm like, what are are we timing here? When does the clock start? (laughs) Okay, from the first kiss, the first sexual stimulation to when you decide to stop. Okay. Okay? Because it doesn't necessarily end in orgasm. We must stop thinking that sex equals intercourse. Okay? Because a quickie doesn't have to be intercourse. We really must. We really must. Now, if you always do quickies, it's not so good. You need to balance it up. And I would say a sensible mix for a busy couple would be to have one longer session every four to six quickies. Now, By a longer session, ideally, it would be great if occasionally you had an hour-long sex, but it is really overwhelming for couples, even if you're not busy, because it's easy to go, you know, let's have a quickie, let's have five, five, five or ten minutes. But if you have to find an hour, it's like, right, now I've got to find an hour where we won't be disturbed, the kids aren't around, you know, I'm not having a fat day, I'm not feeling stressed about work, we both feel like it. It's quite overwhelming. So I tend to say to people, just try and let those happen organically. You know, just wait for a good holiday or a really nice weekend where you've both got loads of time. But what I do think is achievable is maybe 20-minute session mixed up with the 5- to 10-minute sessions. I think that is completely achievable. And you can get a lot done in 20 minutes. 20 minutes is quite a long time. Now, rules for how to make it more rewarding. I think you have to stick to four things to make a quickie rewarding. First one is turn yourself on first. So if you can turn up to the party already slightly aroused, that's going to help a lot. And you can do this by reading a steamy book or, you know, taking a vibrator off for five minutes into the loo or playing a fantasy in your head, okay? The second thing that's a must is you've got to use loo because men can get aroused really quickly. Women can intellectually, that's not a problem, but our bodies take time to prepare. And one thing you need for good sex is you've got to have lubrication. So if you add lube, it just does instantly what your body normally takes a little while to do. Change position and location. So don't just, I mean, it sounds like this person just has sex in the same position all the time for the quickie. And yet quickies sort of lend themselves to so many different positions, like you on the kitchen bench, you bent over the sofa, you know, and it doesn't have to be always him from behind, which is the position everyone goes to for a quickie, which is quite interesting. It can be you spooning in bed and having a quickie. It can be standing positions lend themselves to quickies a lot. So So you can try all that sort of stuff and also mix up what you do as well. It doesn't have to include intercourse. Okay, all right. It can mean that, and also what's really good with the quickie is if you just arouse each other and don't follow through, don't go to the orgasm stage. Because what that does, it's very good for your sex life to feel aroused and then not not sated, not satisfied. It, it really is good for your desire level and it keeps you coming back for more. So don't be scared to just do a tease session as well. But there is a lot to love about quickies. They are brilliant for breaking couples out of that whole everything's got to be perfect before we have sex thing. And they're really good if you have mismatched desire in the sense that one of you is an evening person, one of you is a morning person. You could have a nice little quickie in the middle of the afternoon. And we all work from home now, so it's difficult. <laughs> Pandemic perk. Okay. Yes. All right. Question number three. 
This is a good one. Can you ever really change someone? I've been with my partner for four years and I'm near the end of my tether. During this time, he's had money worries, problems with alcohol, exes that reappear, and text, and call him out of the blue. And he's cheated on me twice. Wait, this question is ridiculous. Anyway, he's a good looking man and I appreciate that he has a past but I feel like he uses his looks to excuse all the other bad behavior. He's promised me he will change, but I'm not sure he can. Should I give him another chance or bail? I would just say bail. I don't know. What are you going to say? Bail. Absolutely bail. And I mean, how many times, I mean, in the whole of my entire career, I have never had a man ask that question. I've never had a man say to me, how do I change my girlfriend? It is always women who do the asking. And it is always a nice woman talking about changing a bad guy or a guy who's bad news that needs changing. And, I mean, the answer to the question is absolutely no. He was not a change. Of course you should bail. How much more bad behaviour are you going to put up with? The guy's got money problems. He's cheated twice. He's got substance abuse. He's flirting with exes because he is flirting. They don't just appear out of nowhere, right, unless they're a stalker. That's a different story. But he's giving them encouragement. How much more bad behaviour do you need before you say, you know what, I've had enough. And the problem here is what happens with a lot of people is that what happens is if somebody does something wrong and you go, right, if you do that again, I'm walking. I really am. I'm going to walk. And then they do something bad and you don't walk. You're effectively saying in that situation, you can treat me however you would like to, because I'm clearly going to stay. You have lost all power if you do that. If you make an ultimatum, you absolutely have to stick by it. And I think Hollywood doesn't help with this whole, you know, people who are bad news, people who are bad boys, because Hollywood has this sort of like notion of, you know, a bad boy that's misunderstood, he's frustrated, the love of a good woman cures him. And then there are bad people who are just bad news. They're rotten to the core. They really are. And women think they know the difference. They think, you know what? No, he's going to be the one that I can save him. Don't you worry. And then they get in there and they put all this effort in and all this sort of love and, and then they don't know how to turn around and get out of this situation. So it's, it's really, really bad thing. If you see red flags early on in your relationship, get out while you can. That's what I think. I think you're right. I think that this guy she's talking about must be like seriously hot. I think that's oh. the issue. I think she just can't bear to tear away. That's what it sounds like to me. It's probably a whole sex thing. But the one thing that bad guys can actually deliver on is hot sex. So if you want to have a fling <laughs> with a bad guy, do it. But I don't understand the appeal. Give me a person who treats me nicely every single day. Because the problem with most bad boys as well is that often they're narcissists. They are normally very good looking charismatic because otherwise they'd never get away with it, Right. And they, they will always put their needs above yours. They don't like being in the submissive position. They're never going to give you power because they don't like it. They don't like to admit to faults at all. And I have to say, Zibi, if there's anything that riles me, that makes me want to see red, it's when women say to me, nice guys are boring. I don't want a nice guy. He's too boring. Do you know who's boring? Bad guys. They're the predictable ones because they will always let you down. They will always do the wrong thing. You know, I don't get it. I just don't get it. It makes me so angry. Nice guys aren't boring. They're lovely. You know, forget about nice nice guys guys finish last. Nice guys should be finishing first. Of course. Well, maybe not in this context, but you know what I mean. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I do. And I mean, if you're 15 and you're saying like, fine, but if you're 30 and over 30, this is just ridiculous. You need to look at yourself if you don't like a nice person. 
So bail on this guy now. Now, yeah. this second, go. Run, don't walk, whoever wrote this question. Get out yeah, of that relationship. Exactly. Okay, sex tip of the week, Tracy. Oh, I forgot about the sex tip. Good job I prepared one earlier. Right, my <laughs> sex tip this week is don't say no, say when, right? Yeah, don't oh. say no, say when. That makes sense, doesn't it? Because obviously there's going to be times where both of you don't feel like sex at the same time. In fact, a lot of the time, let's face it, in relationships, one doesn't feel like it, the other one does. And it's good to say no to sex occasionally because your partner knows that if you not scared to say no, that it means you really do want to be there the rest of the time. So instead of saying, get off me, I really don't feel like this, you say, honey, do you know what? Could we have sex on the weekend instead of now? Because I'm really tired. I'm going to have a lot more time then. That's what you do. It's a lot of nicer way to reject someone, I think, anyway. That's a good tip. I do that with kit, not, not in terms of sex, but, you know, I think when anybody asks you for anything, saying that delayed. Nobody likes to hear no. Let's just put it that way. I was trying to relate no, no, this to parenting, time. which I shouldn't do on this podcast. But anyway, hey, that's where my can, mind you naturally you goes. Have your ice, you can't have your ice cream now, but you can have it on the, you know, when you, if you eat your greens first, etc. Exactly. Shows how good exactly. parenting I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I do that. I'm just saying that I should. But anyway. Anyway, right. <laughs> amazing. Well, this has been so fun. So we've had riding crabs, Tattoo, <laughs> tattoo imprinted middle-aged women wanting hot sex, <laughs> quickies, and now bad boys. I mean, come on. What else can you want in a, in a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Hopefully there's a lot of women who are going to leave this and go, you know what? Walk out the door to their bad, horrible partner and go, you know what? I've actually had enough. That would if really anybody be- out there who's listening to this leaves their partner who's bad as a result of this big pep talk from Tracy. You have to write us and let us know and we will feel very good that we've helped you. Hopefully. Unless like he comes pounding on your door and we've ruined your life. But anyway, yeah. could go either way. <laughs> or our door. Actually, maybe if that happens, just, you know, you don't have to let us know. No. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, we'll be back All next right. week with, with more tips for having a, a better life here, I guess, in this arena. So... <laughs> Thanks. Stop now. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.